everyone. Happy, happy, happy new year. Happy 2024. I pray that your new year has gotten off to a really good start. I will tell you that mine has been interesting. Um, as you may have realized, I've taken a few weeks off to kind of recalibrate and get adjusted to the new year. I hope you have some amazing goals uh, and plans in store for this year. I know that I do. You know, it, it's actually become a joke now. People are saying that New Year's resolutions are dead and we shouldn't even make them. And it's it's almost, you know, commonplace now to have these conversations to let people know that at the beginning you're going to fail. You know, it doesn't make sense to make any goals. It doesn't make sense to make any plans because, you know, three, four weeks in by February 1st, uh, the latest, you won't have um, been honest with yourself. You, wa- you won't have kept the promises that you made to yourself, you know, and, and that is really a bad narrative to have. Um, I do understand the challenge of trying to uh, keep a resolution And, you know, I was listening to a podcast today because I am a podcast junkie as well. And, you know, Mel Robbins podcast, she was really talking about, you know, being honest with yourself and being a person of integrity with you. Like how disappointing is it when you make a promise to you and you don't keep it? You know, she gave an example of how. You know, if you're going to get up or you you have a friend that needs to take you to the airport and, um, you know, you normally don't get up at four, you probably should get up really early in the morning, not necessarily 4 a.m., but maybe 5, 5.30, but you just don't. Uh, when you do it for you, when you say, I'm going to get up, I'm going to go to the gym, you snooze the clock. You will uh, snooze the alarm over and over and over again until maybe an hour later. Now you're crawling out of bed. But if your friend asked you to take them to the airport, you would set your alarm and you would be actually there waiting on them to pick them up. Actually, she said you'd be more true to them than you are to yourself. You know, and and I want us to think about that because I've done it, too. I'm not I'm not saying I have it all together by any means, but. When I started thinking about this new year and the the whole conversation around New Year's resolutions, you know, that made me think that really gave me pause. It really made me sit back and think about how many promises I've made to myself that I did not keep. How often have, have I been okay with disappointing me, but not disappointing others? And so this year, you know, I really hope that you, show up for you in whatever capacity that looks like, whether it's uh, dealing with your finances, setting boundaries and relationships, dealing with your mental health, handling things with your children, working out, getting healthy, whatever your dreams and your visions are for you. I'm going to encourage you today before we even get into this podcast to make a commitment to show up for you, show up for you before you show up for anyone else. Show up for you before you even show up for your kids um, and your spouse, because you cannot be the best version of you until you show up for you. And that means when you make a promise to yourself and you make a commitment to yourself that you do everything possible to honor the commitment that you make to yourself. Now, the question really becomes, 
you know, are you being realistic when you're making the commitment? Um, or are you trying to follow a trend? Or, you know, are you trying to do really big, take big leaps instead of baby stepping it? You know, I, I have a tendency of doing that, saying I'm going to do all this and I'm going to, you know, finish all these modules because I'm studying for an exam right now and I'm going to, you know, finish all the modules by this date and I don't keep it, you know, I don't keep my promise to myself because maybe it's a bit unrealistic, like maybe Sundays are for rest and not for five hours of sitting in the chair and studying all day. And I have to be honest with myself. That's a different thing than being truthful and keeping the promise that you make to you. So I want to really encourage you today before we jump into this podcast, before we dive into this topic, to really start thinking about how you're going to honor you, how you're going to keep the promises to you that you make to you first and foremost. And today, I think this is a good topic to kick off with because I hope that you think about and you start thinking about this topic of debt. You know, it is a new year. And and I'll tell you the way that I got started in this industry was because I used to, uh, at the beginning of every year, go into the libraries in my communities in various areas of town. And I would do what you call New Year No Debt Workshops. And it was basic personal finance workshops to help stir people up to begin the journey to debt freedom. And the reason why I did that was because I myself was frustrated with the debt that I had. I myself wanted to get on the journey to debt freedom and I wanted some people to rock with me. I wanted some a tribe of people who believe the same way and was just struggling and trying to swim out of the debt that they had like I was. And so I started these New Year No Debt workshops. It has been probably 10 years now since I've done them. And I figured that this year would be a good year to redo them, to start that mindset again and really get in the mindset of eliminating debt from our lives. And the reason why I say that, because as a financial planner, I meet with uh, very successful women uh, who have great incomes, great careers. Uh, some are first generation uh, mids, you know, to high six figure earners. Some are first generation millionaires. And no one has taught them how to juggle both or and definitely how to manage debt and how to uh, deal with it and not get in it or make it minimal and that sort of thing. And so I am compelled this year to really focus in on helping people understand the necessity of debt freedom. You know, when we talk about money, you know, everyone wants to talk about investing and Bitcoin and and um, generational wealth and building things for retirement. And I do all of that work and I love the work that I do to help people achieve those objectives. But the first thing that I really do when I meet with someone is really assess where they are financially. What is their current financial position? And it really has a lot to do with understanding, you know, their their budget. Do they have a budget? Understanding their spending habits. And then, of course, figuring out what they owe. Because debt is an impediment to everything. 
Debt does not allow you to invest properly for retirement, save for college. It doesn't allow you to live the lifestyle that you want to live, especially if it's excessive. Um, if you have excessive amounts of debt um, and it becomes uncontrollable, then it paralyzes a lot of the women that I meet with and they just don't know how to get out. And so today we're going to start the new year off. I know it is January the 15th by the time you hear this. And so I've allowed you to get a couple weeks in the new year. But this year, today, starting with 2024, I want you to shift your mindset to a mindset of one, I am going to honor the promises that I make to myself. And two, I am going to do everything possible to minimize the debt load that I have. Now, for those of you who are living debt free, you can chime in, you can make comments and you can tell others how wonderful it is to live free from debt because it is an excellent, excellent feeling. And so if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast, by all means, shoot me an email at uh, april at woman to woman financial.com. Let me know how you how did you get out of debt? How do you feel to live, how it feels to live debt free and any advice you want to provide to the folks out here that are listening to this podcast today. So let's start, ladies, let's get started. And again, we're going to set our intentions up from now, from 2024, that we're going to honor the promises we make to ourselves. And then we're going to promise ourselves that this year, 2024, we are going to do everything possible to minimize the debt load and get on the path to debt freedom. OK, so so let's get started. All right. So, you know, New Year, no debt. I think the first step and I, and I did tell mention this in the beginning is, you know, understanding where you are. I cannot tell you the number of people who really do not have a clue on how much money comes in their household. Um, and, and it could be because, you know, they they avoid it. They don't want to look at it. They just pay their bills. It comes in and they are on autopilot and it just comes in and it goes out and they know that they never have enough to do X, Y and Z. And so they really don't have a clue of the money that comes in the door. And, you know, before we can even begin to to start a plan, and that's even in financial planning, that's retirement planning, college planning, any type of planning. Like, think of it this way. You know, you want to lose weight. If that is an objective for you for 2024 and you have a weight loss goal, how do you know how much weight you need to to lose to get to your ideal weight if you do not know how much you weigh? So it's almost like you have to close your eyes and you have to step on the scale. You have to inhale, you have to exhale, and then you have to open your eyes and you have to look at that number. And that is the first step to doing anything with your finances, whether it's getting out of debt or beginning the financial planning process is really understanding where you are today, right? And so the first thing is understanding how much money is coming in your house from all the various income sources. So if you have multiple streams of income, if you have a W-2 job, if you have a side hustle, if you receive child support and alimony and, 
and um, allotments from your, you know, ex-husband or, you know, ex-wife or whatever, you need to know everything that comes in. And if you're not sure, one of the first things that I always do with my clients is request their bank statements because that gives me one, a good indication of all the money coming in. And then it also gives me a good indication of how and all how what's going out and to whom, like who is this money going out to? So that's the first step. You know, again, it's like stepping on the scale and figuring out or, or, or just embracing or just closing your eyes and taking the breath, opening them up and saying, okay, this is my financial position. This is how much money is coming in. That is the most important part of this whole process because we cannot begin anything until we know where we are. So that's the first step. And, you know, that also will help us understand, well, why do we have debt? Because people sometimes don't realize or don't understand why they're in debt. They're like, I just use my charge cards and it'll start out quite innocently. It'll be like, oh, I'm going to use my charge card, my credit card for emergencies, which you guys, side note, I do not recommend that at all. A credit card is not an emergency fund by any means. It is. It can be a mess if you use it that way. Because let's say you use the credit card uh, for emergencies and you need four new tires and now you charge them. And then next thing you know, you they cut your hours at work or you get laid off or you have a health crisis and now you cannot work. Well, now you cannot pay off the tires because your income has changed drastically and you're just trying to survive. So I do not at all recommend you use credit cards as a way to, uh, as an emergency fund. So that is a side note. But back to what I was saying, you know, you need to understand where you are. And a lot of people do not, they just have no clue where they are. They don't understand how they got in debt. It happened so quickly, a lot of people say. It like spiraled out of control. And if you don't understand how much money is coming in, then a lot, then you really won't understand the reason and the source of the debt. Because I always tell clients this, debt or, you know, the fear of managing your money or, you know, not having good money management habits are, is one of two things. It's a spending problem or it's an income problem. That's it. So either you are spending money um, more than you make. So you're spending the money that comes in the checking account and then you're spending the money on the credit card. And so there's a spending problem. There's no rhyme or reason to how much you're spending. Uh, you're doing the Uber Eats. You're doing DoorDash. You're, all of these life's conveniences, which are great. Nothing against that. There's no judgment I have for that. But if you have debt and those conveniences you're utilizing and you have no clue as to how you got in debt, then sometimes well, it could be a spending problem. Right. So that's one. Or knowing how much income you have coming in your house from all the income sources could reveal that you have an income problem. Right. You have a problem where you are um, you don't make enough money. And 
those two, their their issues, one of two. And sometimes, you guys, it's both. Sometimes folks don't make enough money and they're spending more than they make because they are utilizing credit and, and debt and other and loans and other instruments to kind of maintain their lifestyle. So, you know, this is the no judgment zone. I will tell you that um, I I have made financial messes that you wouldn't even believe. I, I tell people all the time, there's really no financial mistake that you can tell me that you've made that I haven't done. All right. So this is the no judgment zone. This is now the the zone where that I'm in is, listen, we're not judging. We don't have any shame. We just need to know where we are so that we can begin the journey to get to where we want to be. And sometimes just getting a handle on the fact that um, understanding how much money is coming in can be traumatizing. It can make you sad. It's like, oh my goodness, I realize I don't make enough money for the lifestyle I have created. And that's tough. You know, I I encourage you, if, if it comes to that, you will have to sit with that. You will have to, you know, go internally. I, I know I did and do a lot of praying and ask for wisdom and 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 forgive myself, you know, for maybe making decisions that may not have been the smartest decisions or things happening to me that were not, you know, that were not my doing. You know, some things are out of your control. You may have had a health challenge. You know, you may be a caretaker for a parent or a loved one or a spouse or a child. And now uh, the income you had coming in is not what it was initially. So there are a lot of different reasons why you can have this income and or spending problem. But again, the first step to eradicating this, the first step to beginning the process is really getting a handle on all the money that's coming in. And now the next step is getting a handle on all the money that has to go. You know, um, I, I'm a woman of faith and it, and it's interesting, you know, I, I, I read the Bible. Uh, I don't push it on anyone else, but that is where I get my faith and my strength from. And, you know, there is a Psalm in the Bible that says um, where David says, I will supply all your, um, yeah, I, God is, I'm sorry. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not be in want. That's what it says. It's Psalm 23. Maybe people out here heard it. And so that talks about your wants. But then there's a scripture that says where uh, God says that he would supply all of your needs. So I found it very interesting the other day when it clicked that he made two distinctions, needs and wants. And when we are living our lives and we are managing the resources that we have, we really have to make those distinctions between our needs and our wants. And so when we're looking at beginning this journey, we really have to kind of put our wants to the side. And we have to say, well, first of all, all the money is coming, what is coming in. So we've already established that's the first step. But the next step is what needs to go out? What needs do we have as a household, as a family that that have to be taken care of? 
those things that you cannot live without need to be planned for first and foremost. And I'm saying that I know it's cruel, but even before paying your credit cards, get I'm not out here telling you not to pay your credit cards. I'm saying when you're planning your resources and, and you're planning how to divvy up the money that you have, the income that you have, the first thing you need to do is figure out how much it costs for you to satisfy your needs. Now, I know needs can be relative, right? Because, you know, some of us need to get our nails done and some of us need to get our hair done. Really? Do you really? I'm not telling you, you know, walk around here with your hair undone and your nails looking bad and you looking horrid. But I am saying you really got to sit back and say, I have this situation that I want to get out of. I need to get out of this. I want to get out of this. This is my desire. And not only that, I really need to do it. How can I right now figure out how to focus on the things that I need? So the things that you need are would be, I would assume, shelter, food, electricity, um, gas. You know, uh, if it, you use gas to cook, transportation, right? Basic grooming, um, those sorts of things are things that you need to survive. So worst case scenario, you know, you, you could go a little while without getting your nails done. You could prob probably wash your own hair. You know, you probably could get a foot soak and do a pedicure on your own. Those may be wants, you know, and, and I think we need to separate the two if we want to move in the direction of debt freedom. Now, I believe that you can do everything that you want to do with your money if you plan for it. And we can talk about that later. But for the 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 introduction to this, the basic, the the simplest way to do this is to really make sure that first and foremost, you write down everything that you need to survive need to survive. So, so I gave you some of those examples. And so um, that would be the first step is really taking an inventory of what's coming in and what needs to go out, what you cannot do without. So that would be the first steps. And then, you know, the next thing that I, I tell people is, well, now we know what our needs are. Now we know what we have coming in. Now we got to look at, well, what do we owe? Who do we owe? And that is maybe sometimes you might need a margarita or a little glass of wine, um, or you may just need to pray to give you the strength to do it. But you really have to pull every statement that you own with all of the information on it, meaning the balance that you owe, the interest rate, and the minimum payment on the loans or the credit cards. That is the information you need to gather, and I would put it in a list. Now, for those of you who are Excel junkies, you can put it in an Excel spreadsheet. For those of you who like handwritten notebooks and writing things out, I kind of prefer that. You can write it out, but you need to understand what you owe, so what creditor it is, 
how much you owe, I mean, who you owe, um, how much you owe, the interest rate that you are paying, and the minimum payment on that debt. So I call that a debt list. You need to make a list of all the debts. And I mean all of them. You know, don't say, oh, you know, my student loans are in deferment right now. I don't have to pay them. That's a debt. You still got to put it down. Oh, this is not due until, you know, two years. This is when I start paying this debt. Nope. Put it down. All, everything that you owe, your mortgage, your cars, your credit cards, any loans, any student loans, um, anything, if parents, if you owe individuals, uh, put that down. Make a list of all the debts. And right now we don't have to have them in any particular order. But I do encourage you to make a list of the debts and then make a total. Add them all up. How much do you owe? What is the total debt that you have? You know, I remember some years ago and and I, I, you know, I'm not one of those blame it and claim it and and um, blab it and grab it people. But I remember, you know, hearing a story about where uh, someone, a person walked up to another person and I guess, you know, they were talking and asked how much debt they have. And uh, they told them how much debt they have. And they said, well, I want to be a blessing to you and I want to write you a check and you can pay the debt off. And so they wrote him a check and they paid it off. Now, you know, that could be a bit extreme, but having a clear indication of what you owe you never know, right? I'm all. I'm like, hey, look. I'm always be ready for the supernatural. Something may, you know, amazing could happen to me. Who knows? But I really think you understanding and knowing your numbers is very important. You know, knowing your net worth and your net worth is all that you, all your assets and all your liabilities equals your minus your liabilities equals the net worth. So understanding how much debt you owe, who you owe, what's the interest rate, what's the minimum payment is the mo- is really, really important. Now, a lot of times people say, and, and I, I do agree with this, is um, make the debt list from the smallest debt to the greatest debt. Um, and that's perfectly fine. You can do it in that order. But one of the, the things that I really want you to really understand and, and make sure that you do is that you, you write a list, the list of all the debts and you know told how much you owe totally. You, you know how much you owe. Um, and, and then, you, you know, you, you have to sit with that number. Um, you have to sit with that number. And I know sometimes it's, it's better to bury your head in the sand. It's better to just have everything on auto pay and let it come out. But I really want you to pay attention to your money. Because if you pay attention to your money, I believe your money will pay attention to you. And it will cause you to be intentional about the things that you do the decisions that you make. I know it causes me to do that. When I bury my head, when I'm like, oh my God, I know I overspent or oh my goodness, I should have done this and I shouldn't have done that. And then I bury my head in the sand. I cannot be intentional with my money. And it throws me off course and I get overwhelmed and I feel like I can never get out of the financial hole because of blah, blah, blah. And I start blaming myself and then having this negative self-talk and having this shame. And that is not what this is about. 
this is about, hey, let's face this together head on and then let's begin to do something about it. Okay, so the debt list, knowing how much you owe is extremely, extremely important. Now, when we talk about debt and we talk about getting out, you know, we kind of have to have some objectives, right? We know first objective is like, we hate it. We want to get out. We don't want it anymore. Oh my gosh, deliver me from this debt. So we all agree that that's definitely what we want. But how do you do it? Well, I'll give you some ways that people do it, but it really depends on you. It's going to depend on your style, what you like to do, what is a good fit for you. And you can work with a professional to help you do this, or you can do it yourself. There are a lot of resources out there to help you do it. But the way people pay off debt are, I would say, about three primary ways. The first way is they do something called the debt snowball. And you may have heard of it, I'm sure, which is when you take the smallest debt and you pay that debt off first. So if you organize your debt list from the smallest debt to the greatest debt, meaning amount. So if you owe, you know, $500 to Amazon then and then $700 to Kohl's and $1,000 to Visa, you would put it in the order of the balance, right? Based on the balance amount, how much you owed them. So you would organize it from the smallest to greatest, and then you would establish a plan whereby everything you pay, you pay the minimums, but when you get extra money or you allocate extra money to the debt that's the smallest, so in addition to the minimum payment, you're going to pay an extra $25 on that debt and oh, an extra $100 or whatever you can afford to pay based on the income and, and the plan, the budget that is established. And you throw that extra money on that debt, it allows you to pay it off faster. And people say there's a, you know, they get a dopamine hit, they get more excited, it it drives them to continue on the process when they start eliminating debt. And, they, and it, it, it's a way to start it out small. So that is one way. So people may focus on the smallest debt, paying that off first, and then the next smallest, paying that off first. And all the money that they were paying would roll down to the next debt. And that's what the snowball is. So it's a snowball constantly rolling and you're taking all the money from the previous debts to pay the next one until all the debt is paid off. So that's one way that people do it. And that's the way I've done it. You know, I, I it makes me feel good when I get rid of these small, the small ones. And I'm like, Phew, I got rid of those. And now, you know, I progress on to the bigger thing. So some people that works, that gives them a sense of accomplishment, makes them feel like they've achieved something. They get a dopamine hit. It helps them to be intentional. It's it's a psychological thing, they say, when you do it that way. So that's one way. The other way is that people may pay off the highest interest credit card or debt first. So some people have like payday loans or just uh, internet loans and they have really big interest rates or they may have credit cards that have high interest rates. Um, and so they are focused on paying those off, those 35% interest rates. Um, they may focus on that. The only thing with that, it may take a little longer. So really what you're doing is you're paying the minimums on everything else. 
you're paying also the minimum on the high interest debt, but then every extra penny that you have, you are throwing it at the high interest debt that you currently have. And so some people want to do that because they realize that over time they'll wind up paying, you know, the interest is accruing, it's higher and they want to pay it off faster. Oh, they want to focus on that. Do know that a lot of times if you do the debt snowball, you wind up cutting out a lot of the interest that you're paying, though. So we typically compare and I do this with my clients. I compare based on the debt and the interest rates, which one makes the most sense to do. But that is another option is to pay off the high interest debt first. And then the last thing uh, people do or the last way, the last way you can do this is to pay off the debt that is a pain in the behind. You may have one of those. I know in my past I've had that, you know, the one, the debt that you look at it and you're so pissed, you don't understand how in the world did I make this purchase? Why do I have this debt? Or it's a creditor that is calling you and blowing your phone up and you are sick and tired of it and you don't ever want to have to decline a call again. Whatever debt is the one that is the pain in the butt, some people say, listen, I just want to focus on that. I was working with a client the other day and we did her financial planning, her and her families and everything as well. But now we're working on, okay, she wants to get rid of debt. And she said, you know, this car, this car, there's a car payment. I want to pay it off. It, it is it is a smaller debt, but it's not the smallest one per se, or it may be. But nevertheless, she just wanted it to be gone. So we removed everything from the debt sheet and we said, okay, we're going to focus on paying this debt off, meaning everything else stops. We're going to pay the minimums on everything else. We're going to stop everything extra that we can and we're going to throw it at this debt. So she does some side hustle stuff. And instead of doing whatever she was going to do with this, she's going to pay it on the car payment because she wants this bill gone. So it depends. It depends on where you are. It depends on how frustrated you are. But a lot of people tend to go that way. And you can do a mixture of it. There's sometimes I know when I was on this journey, um, sometimes I'd be like, oh, my God, this is a pain in the butt. I want to get rid of it. And then sometimes it was like, oh, my goodness, this is such high interest I'm paying. I don't believe I signed up for this. I want to get rid of this. So it depends. I will say there's no right way to do it or no perfect way to do it. The way to do it is the way that's going to be good for you, a way that where you can stick with it. You will honor yourself and be true to yourself and be a person of integrity to you. So that those are the ways that people tend to attack the debt that they have. So I'm going to do a quick recap. This is not a long podcast, but I want us to really start thinking about, you know, this whole resolution thing. And if debt is a problem for you, if you want to be free from debt, if you're tired of saying it and want to be about it, then these things, I believe, are the things that you should do to begin the journey. But the first thing you should do, like I said in the beginning, is 
Make sure you, when you make a promise to yourself, you honor yourself, you keep that. You honor you. No one has to deal with this debt but you. No one has to be stressed out about this but you. So before you start obligating yourself to everything else and everyone else and and um, buying things and doing things for everyone else, make sure that when you make a promise to you, you focus on keeping it because you matter. So that is the first thing. And this, the, the next thing is, like I said, understanding the income that's coming in. So the practical thing is step one, knowing where all the money's coming in. And here, this is another thing I didn't mention is, it's good to know the gross, that's nice, but you really need to know how much is coming in your house, how much gets deposited in your bank account every two weeks, one week, month, or however you are compensated. But gross is nice, gross is cool for home loans and, and, and that sort of thing, but net is really the income that you live on. So you need to understand the net income, how much is coming in the door. Then you need to understand how much money is going out. How much money do you need to go out? Not how much is going out as a rule, but how much do you need to go out? That is the first thing. The second thing, excuse me. And then the third thing is to make a list of your debts. Make a list of them, um, either in order from smallest balance to the greatest balance. Um, that could be the first step. But and and know what the total is. So total out how much you owe from all sources: people, student loans, credit cards, car payments. Even collection accounts, uh, old medical bills, things like that that you owe where they can come back and get you for it or say you owe them money for it. Make a list of all those debts. So that is the first step to starting a new year and a no debt journey. And I, I don't want to go any further and complicate things for you. I think if you commit to do that in the next two weeks, then we can start really talking about how we can practically do this thing and create what I call a spending plan. And a spending plan is a combination of those things that you need and maybe those things that you want. And so we can't really do that unless we have a good idea of the income and the money that needs to go out to satisfy your lifestyle. So that's where I will start. In the show notes, I'm going to put a link to a budget sheet, right? And and it's just, this sheet is just, it's an interactive Excel sheet you can use and it can you can put in there your needs, everything that needs to be taken care of, and it will total up how much money it takes for you to satisfy your needs. And it also has a space on there that allows you to put all the income that comes into your household. And I would encourage you to put it in a net format. So all the actual income that you receive, not the gross pay. So if you want that, uh, it'll be in the show notes here and um, you can download it and you can access it that way. 
And if you have any questions, you know, you feel free to email me directly at April at woman, W-O-M-A-N, and then T-O, and then W-O-M-A-N financial.com. Or you can visit my website, woman to woman financial.com and look around and, um, you know, get some resources there. But I wanted to start this year off with a podcast that helped us to really start honoring ourselves, honoring and, and keeping the promises that we make to ourselves. And if you've been promising yourself for a long time that you want to get out of debt, I will tell you, I'm one of those people. I have student loans. Um, then today, this year, 2024 is the year to keep the promise that you make to yourself. And I'd be more than happy to assist you on that journey. If you have questions or if you just want to have what I call a synergy session where we see if it makes sense for us to work together and if it makes sense for me to help you on this journey, then you can definitely send me an email. Like I said, give me a call, visit my website and my website and I'll be more than happy to schedule some time to chat with you. All right. Well, listen, I hope that your 2024 uh, has is off to a good start. Um, mine has been. It has been a really busy beginning of the year. I just don't want us to lose sight of our goals. I just don't want us to look up and at the end of the year, we're no further along financially than when we when we started this year. So let's commit, y'all. Let's commit together to start this journey, be true to ourselves, make a commitment and a promise to ourselves, and honor the commitment and the promises that we make to us and remove the shame and the condemnation and the disappointment that we feel when we commit to ourselves and we don't keep our commitments. And if debt freedom is a commitment you want to make to you, if you want to live a life where you're free and to, to do the things that you want to do, to have the money that you want to have, to invest and to save and to give, then we have to start this process now. All right, I'm going to sign off. It is, again, always a pleasure talking with you. I wish you a much successful beginning of 2024, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.